Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist, which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. Okay, welcome to this episode. We are doing things differently now on the podcast where you are actually going to hear directly from moms inside of the Motherhood Simplified group. And this is how I started this podcast back in 2019. It was me going live in a Facebook group, asking you your decluttering questions and then answering them. And I'm really excited to bring this format back. So in just a minute, you are going to hear from Courtney. She has submitted a voice note asking a very good question about how to deal with the ever-present and ever-flowing amounts of toys in her home. I think you are going to love it. And I just want to let you know that if you are a listener, you are invited to ask your own question as well so that I can potentially answer it here on the show. If you go to the description which is just the fancy name for where all of the words about this episode are held, (laughs) you will find a link to submit either an audio question or a written question. I would love to hear from you. I'm really excited to engage with the community this way. And make sure to follow me either on Instagram or in the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group if you prefer, you know, more privacy and anonymity than an Instagram page because I'm going to be featuring some of your best advice as well for these questions that we ask. And each week I'm going to share a kind of fun question that is going to put me on the spot and it's going to be a little bit embarrassing for me to answer, but I'm really excited. This week's question was submitted by my husband and he's asking me about my messy socks. (laughs) So enjoy this episode. Enjoy hearing from Courtney and I hope you find this, this format helpful and fun and valuable for you because I know that whatever these moms are asking are going to be relevant to you because we are all, I say it all the time, we all have the same kinds of clutter. We all have the same kinds of circumstances. And while it's annoying that we have these things and challenges going on, it's also comforting and really good to know that everybody else has the same issues and that you can totally figure it out as well. So let's welcome and get to know Courtney and dive into this episode. I have a hoarder past. The past few years, I've been on a decluttering binge. But one thing that I found so difficult to keep up with is the ever-present overflowing boxes and bins of toys. And the Legos, the small ones that get stuck in your feet and you can't see in the carpet. I've tried telling family members and friends that my boys don't need any more toys at birthdays and holidays, but no one listens to me. I take a box to the ARC store once a week of toys and clothes to donate, but it feels like the Legos and things like perler beads are having babies and multiplying. What would you suggest for decluttering and organizing all the toys? Hey, Courtney. Okay, this is a perfect question to start this series off, and I'm so excited to be able to answer you directly. So, 
for those of you who are listening, I got some extra information about Courtney. And here's what you should know. She is married. She has two boys who are five and seven. She lives in Colorado. She is a full-time hybrid employee that works at home three days a week and commutes two days. And they have two elderly herding breed dogs, which to me sounds like they're very big. (laughs) Both her and her boys have ADHD. So there's a lot going on here. And I'm going to share with you Uh, my answer for this. And then we did ask this on the Instagram page and in the Facebook group so that the moms in the Motherhood Simplified community could chime in and support you as well. So here are my thoughts. That you have a lot going on. And I'm guessing that because you said, I'm I'm coming at this from a lot of different angles. Okay. So the first thing I want to focus on is you said that you're taking a box a week to the art store, which to me sounds like you're probably donating some of the higher quality, better quality toys. Uh, And you said toys and clothes. So my assumption, and it could be incorrect, is that one box a week of like toys and clothes, especially if they're really nice, nicer toys that are being donated to a nicer store, like an art store, probably is not going to make the kind of dent that you are going to need to make in order to feel like you're making progress. And actually, I want to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you my story and the story of a mom who I helped. She's actually in the Motherhood Simplified group. We lived together in Idaho when I first started this group, and I helped her declutter her three girls' toys. And I went over to her house for a day. She had said similar to you, like, I declutter, but I feel like it's just like it never makes a dent. It doesn't make a dent. Like, we keep bringing stuff in. It doesn't matter how much I get rid of. There's always more, more, more. Like it's too much. And when I went and spent a day with her, it was probably like an eight hour day, just bagging things up and taking it away to the donation center that was right around the corner from her house. I We counted it. I think I did like something like 22 bags of donations just from their playroom and their bedrooms. It didn't include the garage. It didn't include any other area of the house other than that one playroom and their bedrooms. 22 bags. And so I just want to let you know, and everybody else listening, that sometimes we feel like, you know, we're taking a box, we're taking a box, we're taking a box, but we don't realize how much we actually have. And when I took those 22 bags away from her house that day, the playroom was still full, like maybe even still had too much for them to manage, like beyond their clutter threshold, especially if you have ADHD or threshold is probably pretty low. The playroom was still full. And the bedrooms were still full and the closets were still full and there was still stuff in the garage. And then they had this other like kind of like loft area that also had toys. And so I think sometimes it can feel discouraging because in our minds we are like, I'm decluttering and I've been decluttering for so long, but we just don't realize how much we have and how, how much we have and how much it takes to actually get that out of your house. Especially if you have family and friends, like you say, who keep buying you stuff when you don't want to, right? Or maybe you're also contributing and and you don't realize that's one of the things that happened with Savannah was she lived right around the corner from the thrift store. And so she would drop things off, but it was just as easy for her to go find more stuff to replace it. And so sometimes it's, we're just so in, like stuck in the revolving door of clutter and stuff in our homes that we don't realize how little is going out in comparison to how much has come in the past and how much is still coming into our house, whether it's through other family members and friends giving us stuff or ourselves or a combination of both. 
So my first thing I would tell you is that you probably have to do a really big overhaul, kind of like I did that day with Savannah, where we literally took 22 bags of toys out of her house and and it was still full. And when we left Alaska and did my decluttering, it was the same thing. I was just like every single day filling up the back of my car with toys and clothes and, and toys and toys and toys and crafts, all of these things. And I was selling them in garage sales and selling them you know, on our neighborhood Facebook page because buy nothing groups and that kind of thing weren't a thing back then. But I did not even realize how much stuff we truly had, like so, so much. So I want to drive that home for you, that you probably are in the same situation where you just don't realize how much you really have and how much has accumulated, how much still comes into your house, and how much is really going to have to leave your house in order for it to feel like you've made a dent. And one thing that you said that's like really specific that I see a lot is um, those tiny little things stuck in the carpet, right? So that's a really clear indication of like clutter, true clutter, right? Like just so much that you really can't manage it and you really do have to do a big, huge overhaul. Um, It's because you have all these tiny little sets of things that, you know, should be fun, should be fun, should be creative, perler beads, Legos, bead, snap together bead type things that we have and Mixie Q, Shopkins or, you know, teeny tiny things that on paper should be fun. But when you have so much, there's just no way to adequately manage it or keep it in order ever. And it's not because there's something wrong with you or because you're not good at this. It's because you just have too much. And we've I've been there and I get it. And those things are just impossible to keep straight. And so like for us now, we have just one little box. It's like a little, it looks like a little like old school, like makeup box, you know, from the nineties. <laughs> full of snap together beads. And that's all they have. They have one little box of their Mixie Q's and Shopkins and that's all. And then we have two bins of Legos and that's all. And it's manageable for us. So I think that's the biggest thing that I want to respond with is that you probably don't realize how much you have, how much you've accumulated over the years, how much sounds good on paper, but really isn't useful or manageable by you or your kids, especially if you have ADHD, because with ADHD, like that stuff is we know that it's not an an inability to f- pay attention to things. It says you pay attention to everything. So especially when you have ADHD, it is just all that much more for you to put your attention on and it's going to overstimulate you, overwhelm you, and then shut you down um, because it's just too much. So huge overhaul first, huge, pretty aggressive overhaul is what I'm guessing would be most be- beneficial to start with. And then choosing a dedicated space for the toys that you want to keep, like giving yourself a physical boundary for where the toys go. For example, in our home, we have one shelf, like one console type thing in our living room for the little girls' toys. And whatever fits there is what we keep. In their bedrooms, it's the same thing. Whatever fits on the shelf that we have is what we keep. And I don't do a toy rotation because I really can't manage those or keep up with them. Toy rotations are beyond my threshold. Um, They might not be for you, but for me, they are just the space of our house and me. I can't manage them. I've tried and I can't. Um, So we just have what fits in our everyday space. Same with our arts and crafts. We have an arts and craft shelf. Whatever fits on there is what we keep. Um, So choose your dedicated space to keep your things. And then when it comes to your family and friends who 
don't seem to be listening to your requests, I would say right now, this is January. You have a whole year basically before the holidays, not birthdays. I don't know when the birthdays are, but until like the big holiday season, share publicly, whatever that means to you, your decluttering process and what you're doing with your kids. Share it publicly so that people see that you are doing this and they're going to notice whether you share it on your social media. It doesn't matter. Maybe you send them a text. Maybe you bring it up in conversation. Publicly doesn't mean you have to like make it a whole business. It's just like showing up and letting people in your life know this is what you're doing and you're enjoying it and this is why you're doing it so that when it comes to having conversations around birthdays, they know that about you. They know that you're doing this and then you can have conversations around like we would prefer it if you got this kind of gift or you know we're going to do no gifts or you know whatever it is that you're going to do so it's not really a surprise and you can start setting those healthy boundaries with people who are overly generous in your life then of course uh getting clear on what you are actually bringing into your home because we i think sometimes we we bring things into our home. It's natural. We're going to do it. And we're overwhelmed by the stuff that's currently in our home. And then when other people give us stuff that's meant to be like a gift or an expression of love, it just feels like the straw that breaks our back because we're so overwhelmed already. We haven't taken control or ownership or fixed our own homes and our own spaces because you are the gatekeeper of your own home. We haven't done that yet. And so Anything that anybody else gives us is kind of easy to point the finger and blame and make it like, well, they just keep giving me all this stuff and it's their fault, not mine. It's a normal, common thing that people do. But what I always encourage people to do is take ownership of what's in your home right now, what has been given to you that you can let go of, and what are you contributing to what's coming into your home at all, right? Maybe you are not buying anything for yourself or your kids ever or accepting things for free or looking for good deals or whatever it might be, but most people do this, right? So really getting honest about what you're bringing into your home and what you are letting go of so that you can take ownership of that. And it becomes easier to not blame or feel ungrateful or resent the people in your life who who overgive, right? Whether it's giving or overgiving, sometimes when moms do get control over their own homes, they realize, oh, it wasn't overgiving. It was just like, I couldn't handle it because everything else was so overwhelming. I'm not saying that's the case for you. You really could have a, you know, boundaries that need to be established, but I would need more information for that. So <laughs> um, that's an, if, if that is the case too, by the way, for you, Courtney, and anybody else listening, you can post these things in the Motherhood Simplified group if you want anonymous support or you want private support, or you can share it on you know my Instagram page when I do these prompts that you can chime in in the comments of. But the Facebook group does have a little bit more privacy and anonymity if that's what you want. Um, okay. So those are my suggestions for you. Now, I will say in the description for you, you, Courtney, and everybody listening, I'm going to put a link to the toy podcast bank where I've put all of my past toy podcast episodes. I'm going to link the toy course, which is a step-by-step guide for decluttering, organizing, and managing future incoming toys in your home. It's just a full step-by-step process that's really robust. Um, I'm also going to put how to stop recluttering another mini course because it talks all about like stopping the incoming flow of stuff that you are bringing into your home, kind of resetting your consumption and spending habits 
and getting to the root of why you do that in the first place. Those are really good. Um, Those are all in the description for you. And then I wanted to read a couple of the questions or I asked this in the Motherhood Simplified group. I'm going to read some of the responses that the other moms gave for how they would handle this situation. Take or leave any advice I give or any other moms give, of course. And then I'm going to wrap it up with a final question uh, from my husband that he asked me. So in the Motherhood Simplified group, here's one suggestion from Allison. She says, I've told my children not to unbox anything that they receive as a gift until we decide if we are going to keep it. But I do have a plan. I tell them that if it's not something we will keep, that I will buy it from them. I did do it a few times, and they preferred the money over the toys. Then I sold or regifted the toys if there wasn't a gift receipt. So that's one good way to like manage the incoming stuff from family and friends. If it is too much, and maybe your family doesn't listen to your boundaries, or maybe you don't feel like it's worth, you know, causing a fight over or something, whatever it is there's an option for you. Um, She says that it's less of an issue now because her family is at a distance and she does make her mom an Amazon wish list, which she is pretty good at sticking to. Um, She also says, I don't want to stop her from blessing them, but I do help guide the process. And I think once you take ownership of like your role as the gatekeeper of your home, most moms fall into that balance where when we're so overwhelmed, it's like, don't give my kids any gifts at all, or only give them this, or I'm angry, or I'm going to let you know that if you give us these, like, I'm just throwing them right in the trash, or I'm going to throw them away because we're so stressed out and burnt out over it. But the goal is to arrive at kind of this middle ground, like Allison says, where we can be grateful and appreciate the gifts that are given to us. And we can recognize that we don't have room for it, or it's, you know, things that we're not really going to play with. And so we can we have the freedom to let them go and still be grateful for it. So I liked that. I liked that approach. Um, Makita, by the way, you should go into the Facebook group and find find Makita Newton because she is a friend of mine and she actually specializes in uh, compulsive shopping. So she says this is tough. I would encourage her to keep boxing up the toys and stuff and donating. Eventually the pile will decrease. So basically the same thing that I think I think is probably the root issue is that you just haven't had an aggressive enough declutter yet. Um, she additionally, she says you could set up a fund that fa- friends and family can add money to, and she could name it something like the experience fund. When it gets to a certain amount, she could treat the kids to an experience rather than a physical gift. The kids can choose what they'd like to do. Experiences don't create clutter. So there's that. She could document it and share the photos with the family and uh family members and friends. So that is a cute idea. And again, that's something that I think you're going to have more luck with people understanding and really getting on board with if you share your decluttering process publicly, right? So I mean, like publicly, whatever that means to you. Again, I'm not saying you have to share everything on social media, but do let the people in your life know what you're doing. So it's not a surprise to them and they're interested and they, they want, here's the thing is like most people want to support us and do good things for us. So we've got to get them as many opportunities as possible to do that. And that's just one way you can do that. Okay. Allison also says, as for decluttering and keeping it organized, I would have a set space limitation for toys. Another thing I said, right? Like keep a physical boundary. Um, all the toys we that she has must fit into the designated bins or shelves. Therefore, if you have a designated space for Lego and it's full, you know that if more Legos come in, then it has some has to go out or what comes in isn't kept. 
If there isn't space, there isn't space. And I agree with her on that. Um, Work with the space that you have in your home. She says she has eight kids. I rarely buy them toys and things unless it's consumables for travel. We only get gifts from my parents and they don't get gifts for each other. Even with two to three gifts each month, it's so much stuff. Yeah, with eight kids. So without a plan or a limitation, there will be no end to it. And I agree. Having some kind of boundary around how much you're willing to keep and not keep is the simplest way to kind of safeguard that. And it's also easy for kids because if there's a physical boundary, they can see it, right? They can see um, like where things fit and where they don't fit. So Alice or Courtney, thank you for submitting this question. I hope that this was helpful for you to to kind of get an idea of like maybe what what is your next step so that you can finally get out of like the never-ending piles of toys and clutter and all of the things that come with too many toys. Now, if you are a listener, you can also go to the description of the episode and you will find two forms, one to submit a written question if you would like me to answer your decluttering question or you can find the voice note submission, which I really like. I love to hear from you all. And I'm really excited to get back into this place where we do these back and forth Q&As, which is how the podcast started. So I'm actually going to wrap each episode up with a an unhinged written question. It might be from a family member of mine. It might be from a friend or somebody in the group who I trust. <laughs> but here is the first question from my husband. He says, (laughs) I wear socks, but I take them off randomly in the house. Shoes are the same. Sometimes and somehow I even randomly find things like a stick of butter out somewhere. It's insane. I have keys to a car, but dude, they may or may not be somewhere I can recall. So my question is, what do I do when the five kids are adding to my piles of messes and clutter? (laughs) Okay. So this is funny because this morning I couldn't find my keys And I posted this question in the Motherhood Simplified group. And there were a couple of moms who were like, oh my gosh, the random stick of butter. That is a thing that happens. So yeah, I couldn't find my keys this morning. They were in my pocket. It was fine. But I am actually going to save my response for this question for next week's episode. So you are going to have to tune in next week to hear what I say in response to my husband who asked me this question often. And for those of you who are like me, who are explosively messy, who have a lot of kids, who have, you know, you you are somebody who contributes to the mess of the home. We're going to talk about that and how decluttering helps and what it actually looks like in my house. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it out. If you want to submit your question to be answered, go to the description and submit your question. Um, you have the option to remain anonymous if you would like to. But thanks so much for listening, and I will see you on next week's episode where I answer this question for you.